Welcome to Two Humans Talking, the podcast where we discuss the challenges of staying healthy in today's modern fast-paced world. I'm Tiffany Sims, your burnout recovery expert and holistic wellness coach. And today I am here with Heidi LaHose, who is a regenerative health practitioner. And Heidi, share with the people where you're at, what you do, who you are. I'm so happy that you're here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. I'm excited to be here. Uh, so I'm actually in France right now. I'm in the mountains in the Pyrenees. Um, I live here half the year and then I spend the other half the year in a different mountain town in Northern California, which sounds way fancier than it seems like. Um, but that's my life right now. And we were talking about this earlier, but I feel like that is something that I need to understand. Like how cool would it be? You were saying that it saves you money actually by living half the year in France and the other half in the US. And I was like, that sounds so awesome. I am a person who truly wants to experience how other people live in the way that they experience the world, because I think it just opens my eyes to just different realities that I didn't know existed in the world, which then you can't help but be changed when you do things like that. Different appreciations and stuff. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, living in France, I moved here five years ago and it absolutely has changed who I am, the way I do certain things. It's influenced like my own like personal culture because now I have this whole influence of French culture and it does it like it helps you. It gives you like a different perspective as well as like how we do things as Americans. And, you know, like you kind of get this like suddenly you're like looking from the outside and you're like, oh, that's interesting. We do things like that. Or, oh, this is like how other people perceive us. And, oh, that is interesting. We make these choices. So yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's like such a wonderful opportunity to get to like immerse yourself into a different culture. I'm so grateful that my life has played out this way. It is just so cool. So I always like to ask our guests, what does healthy mean to you? Hmm. It's a really good question. I would say it's feeling good. It's just like, it's feeling good in your body. It's having the energy that you want to do the things that you love and just feeling like balanced, you know, like just feeling like, okay, I'm good in my life. I'm, I'm good in my body. Um, my mental health is good. You know, you just kind of, it's like this, like ease of existence, I think is really to me, like what the goal is when I think about health. Yeah. I love that. I share it as I feel whole. Like Mm. I feel like a whole person. Yeah. Rather than a fragmented person getting pulled in all these ways where like, I'm never good enough, you know, cause you're chasing, you're just chasing a million and one things. And so for me, healthy is that feeling of wholeness. And so I love that. I definitely, yeah, I would agree. It's like, yeah, it's like that yeah, you feel put together. You're just like, yeah, I'm here. Like I'm here and everything's working and in balance and in harmony and I'm here. Yeah. I love that. Wholeness is a great way to put it. Is that different than a previous version of Heidi? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been a journey to get here. Okay. Tell me about it. (laughs) Well, I mean, the (laughs) nitty gritty, I spent a lot of my twenties pretty drunk. You know, I was definitely a party girl, um, in the best way, you know, I, like I always say, I wouldn't give those years back for anything. I had a great time. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I thought I was healthy. You know, I was always like conscious about what I was eating, you know, eating organic and reading the labels and following along certain health trends and stuff. Um, but yeah, I definitely like drank a lot of alcohol, you know, and just was inflamed. Like, I mean, I like my body, like when I look back at photos of myself and or think about like how I actually felt in my body at that time, my body was like telling me left and right, like, girl, you need to slow down. You need to take care of some things. And so, I mean, that was like probably the most abuse I've done to my body is just like the amount of, and also just like living super fast paced. Like I would, you know, stay up all night partying with my friends and then like sleep for a few hours then go on big hikes. And then, or like I worked at festivals a lot. I worked at, I worked in the music festival industry for a long time and I was a circus performer and I would tour. And so it was like this very fast paced life. Um, not a lot of downtime and I loved it. And I had the energy for it. I mean, I can't imagine doing that now, but you know, in your twenties, I feel like you're just, you can do anything. Um, even if you're abusing your body, you'll just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then so, your thirties hit and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. You're like, Whoa. Okay. I am wiped out. Um, and you're I like, had... you feel like it happened overnight and then you get a few years in and you go on that like journey of finding yourself and figuring out what's going to work for you in this season. And then you realize that that like brick wall that you hit when your body started falling apart was your body catching up from the last decade of how you lived. Mm, of you just absolutely. pushing through pushing through. Absolutely. And you're like, you don't even realize it. I mean, and I, I don't want it to sound so extreme. Like I was still, you know, I was a yoga teacher at that time. I studied Ayurveda. I almost went to herbal medicine school. So like there were aspects, I wasn't just like drunk my entire twenties, but you know, obviously like there's more to an existence, but yeah. But like you said, like the, the limits I took my body to just by living so fast paced because I wanted to do everything. I, you know, I wanted to always be there. I didn't want to miss out on anything like any like event or activity or, you know, trip that I got asked to do. I was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm in. Let's I'm go. In. I'm exhausted, <laughs> but you know, what? I'm just going to ignore that part of my body. And then, yeah, I love like, it's exactly. And then suddenly in my early thirties, I just like hit that brick wall. Like you said, that's a perfect explanation or it's just like, whoa, okay. I need to reevaluate where, where am I headed? You know? Cause like, this is this, like, where is this like behavior and lifestyle going to take me? And it was just very clear to me that like things had to shift. So. I really love that you share that because I think that is very realistic. I think that's the story of a lot of people, you know, like you're chasing the party and being included and like having the time of your life and living it up. And at the same time, focused on what you're eating and you're doing the yoga and you're doing the hiking. And so like, we've been taught that as long as you eat right and you exercise, you're healthy. And then realizing later on that there's like more to the picture than just the exercise and the food portion, but like really the wholeness of it yeah. all and bringing that together. And I, did that lead you to becoming a regenerative health practitioner or like, where does that journey start? Yeah. I mean, there are seeds planted all along the way, right? Like, I feel like all of us can look back and be like, oh, I can see like when I was 18, I was introduced to this or took this class. Like, you know, we, you and I were talking about that as well. Like before we hopped on this, this call, this recording of like how seeds get planted that may not come to fruition for years. Like suddenly like it comes together. So there's definitely seeds, you know, I studied anatomy and physiology. I did three years of exercise science in undergrad. Um, 
so there was like all of that background. Um, and then, you know, I got really into yoga, became a, I went to India to study yoga with like real Indians and Ayurveda, you know, so I had like all of these steps, like seeds being planted. But then in my early thirties, I kind of had my big existential crisis. That's when I ran off to France and decided I, I wanted to step away from the circus world, the festival world. And I wanted to get like a real job, like a normal nine to five. I had never really worked. I had never worked in an office before. And when I got out here, um, I did just that. I, I got a nine to five. I had a seven month contract by the end of it. I was like, Nope, not for me. Glad I did that, but that's still not <laughs> tried that. Okay. Um, but what I realized is that my body, I think when I finally slowed down and I wasn't constantly chasing and I did live a, like a slower paced life, a, a smaller life. Um, I finally started to like really listen to my body, you know, like my, I had stomach aches very like my whole life. Like I just have always had stomach aches, you know? And so like, I finally started to tune into that, like, Oh, maybe I don't need to live with stomach aches the rest of my life. But then what really honestly, like got my attention was my knee, my right knee was inflamed for like, like two and a half years. Like my first two and a half years I was in France, um, it would just swell up. Like, you know, I was taking dance classes as a hobby just because I, I love that kind of stuff. And, but even just like, sometimes like I would be like walking and then the next day, um, my knee would just be swollen and I couldn't, like eventually got to the point I couldn't squat down all the way. I couldn't sit cross-legged. My range of motion became very limited and so I started, I sought out, you know, physical therapy. I worked with two different physical therapists over a two-year period. That didn't do anything. I eventually saw an orthopedic surgeon and we did a whole, you know, MRIs, contrast imaging. You know, it was a pretty awful process when ugh, getting injected with a dye. It was like, so I hate that kind of stuff. But the only thing he came back to me was like, you have arthritis. Um, at the time I was like 33 or 34. He's like, you have arthritis. Um, the only thing that we can, I can't do anything for you. There's like three little bits of, we don't know what floating around in there. That's probably what it's getting caught and, you know, irritating the different tissues. And honestly, the only thing I can like recommend is that you'll probably need a knee replacement in the next 10 or 15 years. And I was wow. like, that's not acceptable. Knee replacements only last like 15 years. Like, so you're telling me I need to get my knee replaced when I'm at least late. twice. Yeah. I was like, uh-uh. And as, you know, life would have it, uh, one of my dearest, closest friends, um, shout out Meg Cooper, she came at the same time and just started talking to me like her husband had been dealing with some serious health issues that, you know, I don't need to reveal. It's like their private life, but he had been dealing with some serious health issues for many years and they had discovered regenerative health. And it was the first and only thing that was like truly helping him. And I was like, you know, and I like my ears perked up and cause I had been really obsessed at this point with like healthy, clean ingredients. And I was like, dude, if he can put this in his body, this has to be, you know, legit stuff. Like, you know, these herbs and superfoods and combinations and this whole like methodology of regenerative health. And so I took the leap, tried it out. And within a month, my knee, I was able to have full range of motion again that I hadn't had at that point in probably like six or eight months. And my whole like inflammation and my whole body started going down. My mind felt clearer and it just, and that was the impetus that like took me down this path of like, wow, this is powerful work and um, decided, I think within like six or seven months I had enrolled in my educational program to become a certified practitioner. 
because I was like so inspired by the whole thing. I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. This has been, this is the health um, approach that I have been looking for to like put my energy into and then to to share with others. That is really cool. So how do you pretend I'm like a fourth or fifth grader? How would you describe regenerative health to me if I was like in fourth or fifth grade? What does that mean? And like, what would I do with that? Yeah. Um, regenerative health is cleaning out your body. So we're exposed to a lot of chemicals in this modern life. Our food has a lot of additives. Um, and we don't always realize what we're, you know, what we're taking in in our bodies. And so we, it is in the, you know, belief of regenerative health. We want to take time to eliminate those, to get rid of those things, um, that exposure, and then clean out our bodies using detoxification, detox methods. Cool. I hope a fourth fourth, fourth grader could understand that, right? Not the detox part, but I think the rest of yeah. it. Yeah. Cleansing clean out the body. It's probably like a good fourth yeah. grader term. I And when you mention, you know, like a lot of food additives and that you don't even know really that you're ingesting things that maybe were never designed for when our bodies were being created, they were never designed for those additives. And I immediately was reminded that like a few weeks ago, I was so frustrated in the grocery store over pickles because mm. why like, why do my pickles need yellow five? Like, what is wrong with a pickle? What is wrong with relish that they need to color it to make it look attractive for me to buy it? And I looked at every single pickle on the shelf and every single one of them had yellow five in them. Even the health, the the ones that weren't as neon green that looked like yeah. maybe they weren't gonna taste good because they were like this weird color green. But I was just like, why that's not a question i would have asked myself 20 years ago like mm. 20 years ago tiffany would be like you've lost it you've gone off the deep end like it's food and like me now is like that's not necessary why is it in my pickles like oh my dude i like yeah i mean i had the same experience i left you know the states for i was actually i left the states for four years straight and then i just went back to california for the first time last year and now I'm in this like six month, six month cycle, but I was away for four years, mostly due to COVID. And when I got back to the States last summer and I needed to, you know, do my grocery shopping, I'm at the health food store where things are supposed to be safe and healthy and I'm looking for nut milks and I'm, you know, and I'm obsessive about reading labels and I had the same experience. Every nut milk has like added vitamins, which, you know, we think are good and I can talk you off about why they're not. But, you know, like even things that like we think are good, this is why I think so many people try really hard and are doing their best to like live a clean lifestyle and they're still being exposed to things that are like wearing on our bodies. And I could not believe how difficult it is these days. And and I feel like it wasn't that way before I left. I mean, I definitely have a lot more knowledge now, but I just feel like in those four years I was away, like something happened and they just started putting all of these like synthetic vitamins in our nut milks and it's really hard to find or you have to pay like ten dollars for like a jug 
of nut milk, you know, that doesn't have like all this added stuff in it. And so I totally feel it. It's like you like read label after label and you're like, why is this in everything? Or why is the low sodium option more expensive than the regular option? Like you'll use less ingredients. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I say that all the time. I'm like, oh, cool. The stuff that has three ingredients is double the price of the thing that has 15 ingredients. Like, how does that make sense? I have, I cannot remember his name, but there is a guy who makes um, reels on Instagram and he remarkets very common things to be health, to look like health foods. And so like he's re remarketed, like he did cotton candy was the one I saw yesterday. Like as he rebranded it to look like a health food, your sodas, your Doritos, like, and it really is as someone who owns a business and sees the world through a marketing lens now, and someone who is more aware of what they're eating, like it's incredible to me how just changing the texture of a package and putting a specific word or putting a leaf of grass in the background, all of a sudden triggers to your brain, this must be good for me, this is the better option, when side by side it's the same exact product with a different, just a different outsides. And it makes me really upset, actually. It's very frustrating because this boat is leading. Yeah. I thought about writing letters. I don't want to like call out this one brand because I think they're doing good things, but they're not organic. They do have good ingredients, but they're not organic ingredients. And the ingredients that they're using are like almonds and like non-organic almonds are extremely toxic. And, but their labeling, like their packaging, I mean, I was persuaded that they were organic and was eating them for months before I actually like, even me who's obsessed with label reading, even thought to like double check that there was organic ingredients. And I like almost like, I still think I might write this company letter and be like, do better. Like the price point you're at, the marketing that you've chosen, like clearly you are advertising and like your target audience are people who care about their health. Make it healthy. Like you're so got the ingredients down to like like food now make it organic so yeah I that's scary that that guy is able to do that and prove how easy it is and like someone like I feel like if you had asked me to watch those 10 years ago I probably would have been entertained it probably wouldn't have clicked the same way that it does now I'd be like oh that's kind of funny ha 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 and like now I'm like angry I'm like because it's just the reality is like there's you can use like to be fruit flavored like to have be inspired by nature it needs all it needs to be is like strawberry flavored like that doesn't mean anything but you think inspired by nature or nature's choice or all of those like key words that put together you associate that with this must be the better option and then you turn the bag over and you're like wait a second, like, I don't need all this extra stuff. And I thought it was all so woo-woo and and crunchy until I started realizing that when I ate certain things, I didn't feel good. So then I started paying attention to like, why could I eat this brand of whatever? And I couldn't eat this brand. So I started comparing what was in them and realizing that the brand that I couldn't digest without getting a stomach ache had like all this extra stuff in it that was just hidden in there or the amount of sugar that's added to things that are low calorie to make them taste better is absurd. And I don't share that to like, I guess for the listener, 
Like, I'm not sharing that to scare you or to like make you become so obsessed with food labels, but just more like an awareness piece that if you're not feeling good, sometimes it's as simple as changing a brand because they make their food differently. Mm, I love that. It's true. It, it's it's really about empowerment. It's like, it's taking your health back in your hands and there are easy ways. I mean, yeah, a lot of it, it does take time. Like one of the things that I like to offer is like pantry overhauls. It's like mm. walk through your pantry and I can tell you, you know, better replacements for the things that you love because it does take time. It takes time to get out there and figure out, okay, what is in here? Where do I find the good stuff? How do I know if it's a good brand? And that's a lot about, you know, I, I still need to develop that further in terms of like my social media and things like that. But I, you know, I keep dreaming of making reels or YouTube videos or something, just helping educate people. Like these are the things to stay away from. And I'm sure there's probably thousands of people already doing this, but it is, I love like, it's not about scaring people. It's really about like the empowerment side of it. It's just like, yeah, you can feel so much better just if, you know, you start buying different foods um, and you can still like have the things that you love, like peanut butter, you know, like something very classic that's in most of our pantries. There's a very big difference between like Jiffy and like, you know, like a natural peanut butter. And there's good reason to switch, you know, even though it tastes different, your taste buds will acclimate, your kids will get used to it, like it'll be fine and you'll all feel better for it. Well, let's dive into that. So let's talk about peanut butter for a second, because I think you're right. I think that's a very common food item in a lot of pantries. So what are some benefits to switching to a natural peanut butter? And what are some things if I'm looking for a natural alternative that I need to look at to make sure I'm not just being duped by marketing? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really easy with peanut butter because honestly, what you're looking for is a label that says just peanuts or maybe peanuts and salt. Like that should literally be the only ingredients in your peanut butter. Um, unfortunately, what exists in a lot of peanut butter is palm oil and sugar and sometimes like preservatives. Um, I like almost want to like Google really fast. Like what is in, I'm going to do it. What is in Jiffy butter? Jiffy peanut butter ingredients. What do you have in there? All right. So they've got molasses, fully hydrogenated vegetable oils. We've got canola, which they call rapeseed because that's the fancy word for canola because then nobody knows what you're talking about and soybean mono and diglycerides who knows what that is and salt um and sugar sorry sugar is the second ingredient so it's just like why do we need all of that stuff in our body like extra oils we don't need to be consuming like a ton of oils our body actually can't process that much oil we do need fats i don't want to like scare people away from fats we do need fats and you know olive oil for your brain exactly so don't and people listening like we need fats don't don't go like non-fat i'm not going non-fat but getting extra these like processed oils, these pro like canola oil, like soybean oil, stuff like this, like they're super industrial. They're oftentimes rancid before they even get put into these jars. Then they become even more rancid while they're sitting on this on the shelves at the store. It's just like they're. I never thought about that, and now you just said it, and I was like, oh, like I feel icky a little bit. Not gonna yeah. lie, like you don't think about the, the the rancidness before things become something else just so they don't lose the crop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really like disgusting. It is like that ugh feeling is exactly like when you start like thinking about, it, you're like, Ooh, I can't unfurrow my nose right now. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's 
like, okay, let's oh, shake it out. Like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gnarly. And then like, you know, and then the sugar thing, like we all, I think at this point have learned and began to understand like the, you know, the disadvantages of consuming refined sugars. Like, again, I am not a no sugar person. I eat tons of dates, maple syrup, honey. Um, like I'm not staying away from sweet things. I massive amounts of fruit, um, but refined sugar, that cheap refined white sugar that is going into your jiffy and so many other things, like you said, in America, it's a spaghetti sauce, your bread, your like, you name oh it, you sugar in everything, it. everything. I mean, you'll see it like, you know, and oh gosh, and like not even to get into like the high fructose corn syrup stuff, but like you can see, you know, they'll have like Heinz or, you know, like these American corporate corporate brands of food, they have different recipes of what they sell to people here in Europe versus what's on the shelves in the United States. And a lot of it is like the amount of sugar that's in there, or if they even that's have sugar crazy. in there, preservatives, oils. I mean, it's like, they're completely different recipes. That's so nuts to me. And yeah. that's like a whole rabbit hole of like foods that are banned in other countries that are acceptable in our food supply here in the U S yeah like it's that's heartbreaking. like you know what I think we should record a podcast episode in the future just talking about that yeah we could do that like on like one of our YouTube channels because I think that is such a valuable conversation just from an awareness perspective yeah and it would be interesting because I'm you know I'm here I could even like go out to the store and do some research ahead of time to like pull out some like really specific branding so we can like compare real you know like you're over there I'm over here it's like let's look <laughs> what? yeah how cool that would be so fun like if you went shopping we like picked certain foods and we yeah. both went to the store and then we came back and compared them that would be dope I'm into it let's let's make I that am happen. ready that's gonna be the post-maternity <laughs> comeback yes post-maternity comeback po or video I love it yes. Just to like really show, I mean, what <laughs> difference living in a country that has like food protection laws versus America where it's just capitalism, capitalism, capitalism. Yeah. And I like, I'm a big fan of capitalism, but I feel like there, there, there needs to be some things in place <laughs> because it's just not necessary. And like you said, it's affecting our long-term sustainability for living a life that doesn't require as many surgeries. Like I love Western medicine. I love that you could go get a knee replacement if needed, but there's mm -hmm. so many things that could help prolong the knees that you have right now so that you don't need a replacement for another 20 years. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I always say that too. Like I'm definitely very deep into the alternative tra traditional medicine um, practices and I believe in them so deeply and I can see the transformation that it has on it's had on me the people I love my clients but western medicine absolutely has a time and a place like if you get into a car accident and your guts are hanging out of your body thank you know thanks goodness we have western medicine to put us back together and sew us up and like make sure that like we don't like come down with like gangrene you know like there's definitely a time and a place for Western medicine, but I do think that the pendulum has just swung so far into that direction that a lot of people just rely on these quick fixes that ultimately are deteriorating their health in the long run. I mean, 
to share a story and I hope my dad doesn't mind. I mean, he may not ever hear this, but I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this about this story. He told me he's on like the classic trifecta, you know, of like American middle-aged medicines, right? Cholesterol, blood pressure, sugar. And I forget which one it was, but one of the three, which so many people in America are on starting at like age 40, 45, so many people get put on this like trifecta of medication he was like doing some research and he realized that one of the medications he was on would is like very, very hard on the kidneys. Like it like destroys your kidneys. So he went and spoke to his doctor about it at the, his next appointment. And my dad's my, very young. My dad's only in his like late fifties. And so he's talking to his doctor and he's like, yeah, I noticed that this medication you have me on, is like very bad for the kidneys. I'm a bit concerned. Can you talk to me about this? And he was like, oh, don't worry about that. It takes like 20 years for like kidney failure to happen with that drug. But I was like, uh, I'm only going to be my seventies in 20 years. And like, I don't want my kidneys to fail. Like, you know, like this idea, idea that like, oh, don't worry about it. And it's like, no, I mean, kidney failure and like, you know, deteriorating kidneys over that time is a really bad thing to have happen. So That's I don't know. Vital organ. Yeah. It's a huge organ. I mean, if your kidneys go down, you go down like period. And so that like, I mean, I burst into tears when my dad shared that story with me. I was so like heartbroken and just also so terrified about how sometimes Western medicine doctors, not all of them, but some of them can just be so flippant about the effects that are having. I think though, it's because they were trained that way. I don't think that anyone is actually like, I don't care about your long-term health. I think that we are just, we are now at the beginning stages of the 50 year trial run of learning what those meds, all the, the, those miracle drugs that were 50 years ago that saved so many lives. Like now we have the 50 years of research that says, okay, when we take this, this is what's happening in the body. So yes, it fixed that thing, but it created these other problems. And so we just don't necessarily know what to do with that yet. And one of my big gripes is like, I think your heart is literally a vital organ. Like without your heart pumping blood, there is no life, right? And one of the main medications that, or one of the popular medications, when it comes to blood pressure, you can't eat grapefruit. Well, in nature, grapefruit actually helps regulate your blood pressure. If you have high blood pressure, it lowers your blood pressure. And that's the reason why you can't take great, eat grapefruit on blood pressure medications. And it's like, we're taking the thing that, that the universe has provided to us to actually help regulate our body. And we're taking that off the table to plug in this pill that's supposed to be a miracle that's now creating all these other things. Like, where is that middle ground? And I'm hoping that we're now at a point where there's enough research to say like, okay, these things did great things, but they've come with all these problems. How do we figure out how to merge the Eastern medicine with Western medicine to have this like holistic approach to wellness? Mm -hmm. Because like, why not? Most of our Western medicine, especially when it comes to pills, were derived from the Eastern medications and we just made them more readily available and more convenient to the end user so you didn't need to go forage through the woods you know so yeah. like why can't we have that middle ground and it sounds like the regenerative health approach that you have and that you work with clients on is kind of like that merge between the two worlds yeah i mean it really is like i mean we're 
in the regenerative health philosophy, we are bringing it back to like, you know, what Hippocrates said, like, let food be thy medicine. You know, it's, there's no profits to be made except for our farmers who honestly should be making way more than they are anyway. But, um, but it's exactly what you're saying. So much of pharmaceutical medication is originally derived from plants and, but then they get manipulated and they get isolated and then they get added with other things. And then we end up with all of these like side effects. Um, and there's a lot of profit to be made off of that, unfortunately, but with what regenerative health, that's exactly that. It's like bringing it back. It's like, okay, let's utilize our foods to support our body. Let's utilize foods to support our, you know, detoxification pathways. Let's utilize foods to clean out our body, to let's stay away from certain foods for periods of time so that we can reduce the inflammation response. And so we really are bringing it back to foods and we do use a lot of herbal medicine as well, you know, going back to the plants to support different, you know, functions of our body and are pulling in a lot of knowledge from Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and just traditional medicine in general, a lot of, you know, American herbalism, um, you know, United States herbalism and whatnot. But yeah, it is. It's like, it's kind of like bringing it back to the source and by no means saying never use Western medicine for anything, but just kind of trying to swing that pendulum back into like, okay, let's focus on prevention and then like, you know, we have Western medicine for, you know, the times that we need it for if it does get out of control or we have an emergency happen or some severe accident. But for in general, like we can avoid things that, you know, getting put on high blood pressure medication, getting put on, you know, pre-diabetes medication. Like, like I said, like that common popular trifecta of things that a lot of Americans are getting put on in their forties and fifties we can easily avoid all of that if we just think a little bit more or just have more knowledge about our foods and how they can work for us and what plants we can turn to in times of, in times of need. Oh my God. I love that so much. So Heidi, if someone was just listening and was like, I love what this woman is sharing and I need to learn more, like how do they connect with you or stay connected with you so that they continue learning? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm as of this podcast airing, I am officially on maternity leave. So, you know, I really believe in this. And so I'm taking a few months off. So I am a little bit unavailable right now, but thanks to the automations of technology, um, my website is still up and running, uh, sproutkist.com. And if you also, if you want to get on my mailing list so that you can, you know, get information, be up to date with when I'm coming back. And a little bonus, if you love delicious dressings and you really want to like step away from the canned and bottled goods that we, <laughs> Tiffany and I have been talking about today that are full of all this additive stuff, I will send you a recipe book. It's got three amazing, delicious, truly healthy dressings that literally take less than five minutes to whip up in your kitchen. So if you send to my Instagram, you can either go to my website, sproutkist.com, and there'll be a pop-up window that you can just sign up for my mailing list in that. Uh, dressing book will get that recipe book will get sent to you immediately but you can also if you're more of an instagram person you can follow me find me on there at sprout.kist and just shoot me a message um two humans talking and i will send over that recipe book for you and you'll also be added to my mailing list and then once i get back from maternity leave it's game on woohoo oh my god i am so grateful for just the honest conversation that we had today. So thank you for that. 
Um, any final words, things that you wanted to share today that maybe we didn't touch on that you want to leave the listeners with today? You know, just to know, um, and I hope that this like inspires hope because sometimes this whole world, you know, kind of revealing the challenges of like what we're exposed to can feel scary. Like you mentioned earlier, Tiffany, but just know that it's really easy to make some simple changes and you will feel so much better in your body. And honestly, there's nothing more valuable than feeling good in your body and feeling healthy and having the energy to do all the things you love with the people that you love. And like, it's, it's really, it's, it may seem daunting, but it's not as hard as it may seem right off the bat. So just, you know, I hope that, I hope you all listening, like walk away with like hope and inspiration. Oh, I love that. And we wish you all of the luck and love and happiness as you bring this bundle of joy into this world. And with that, that's Two Humans Talking. See you next time. Bye. Thanks, everybody.